We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Dalton underscore Trigg, and DJ is at Coach Drew 33 The NBA lottery was last night, and we didn't get the results we wanted, or at least our, our top results that we wanted but it wasn't the worst case scenario either uh i tried my best to to wheel the number one pick to dallas but you know my my powers aren't as uh as strong as i thought in that regard so shout out to kirk henderson who wheeled luca Doncic to dallas back in 2018 he uh he, he he seems to have a little bit more strength in that department but you know it is what it is. It could have been worse. The Mavs could have lost their pick and had to give it to the New York Knicks after watching Jalen Brunson uh, set records for the Knicks in the playoffs. So could have been much worse, but the Mavs stay at 10. Um, their rival, San Antonio Spurs, got the number one pick. So now we get to watch Luka Doncic and Victor Wimbanyama uh, play each other four times a year in the division. So that's... As an NBA fan, that's awesome. As a Mavs fan, that's potentially worrisome, <laughs> considering that, you know, you just missed playoffs anyway. So, uh, but the Mavs keep their pick. So now there's, you know, a lot more options. It's a deep draft, one of the best drafts, you know, as far as overall prospects I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, so they could potentially draft someone who could help right off the bat at number 10. Or they could trade back and try to multiply their assets and, you know, within the draft and add multiple young guys. Or they could trade the pick and, you know, in a bigger package uh, to get win-now players. Uh, so they've got a lot of, op- a lot of options. Uh, I'll give some more of my thoughts here in a second. But, I mean, what are your initial thoughts on the Mavs staying at 10? I'm just glad we didn't lose the pick. You know, I'm I'm always a worst case scenario kind of guy, and I was very concerned uh, that we were going to dip below the top ten. 
and that we were going to fork even more over to New York than we already have, which would have just made me sick. Uh, so I was very happy to see us keep the 10th pick. And, you know, I mean, I would have liked to have had a top five pick. Don't get me wrong. But in my opinion, if you don't have Wimbenyama, if you don't have the number one pick, then we need to explore trade options. And so not having the number one pick kind of gives us the freedom to uh, to explore said options. So I do think that I'm more in favor of exploring options that include uh, getting players that will help us win right now. While this draft is deep, and at number 10, I'm not sure that, you know, we couldn't get who we needed in the draft at a lower point. Like we were talking about Derek Lively last night. We could get yeah. him at a much lower point. Oh, yeah. Along with other draft picks, I think. I think we could trade and get other draft picks, if not someone who could will help us win now, as well as a lower draft pick. Yeah. And, and Friday, um, I had Richard Stamen on. He he's at uh most of y'all listening know him as Mavs Draft on Twitter, but uh I had him on Friday and we talked for a little bit uh you know about draft lottery and draft stuff and then after the lottery happened last night, I was talking with him uh and and was asking him about Derek Lively because uh Richard went to com- went to the combine and he said that Lively didn't do anything at the combine, like he didn't play in the scrimmages and uh, didn't do all the measuring. You know, that's a clutch sports decided that, uh, you know, he was going to sit out of all that. So I don't know if that's, you know, just precautionary or if that's, you know, if there's something they're they're hiding there. I don't know. But, you know, we've talked about it. Lively seems to be, uh, you know, a Tyson Chandler type of player. Uh, who could potentially do more, or I think I think he can do more than Tyson Chandler. Uh, but when I was uh, talking with Richard last night, he was just like, it would be a really big mistake if the Mavs took him in the lottery. Like, you, if you're going to take Lively, you need to trade back, and you need to try and either trade back and swap picks and take him there and add some other players in that trade, or you need to try and find a team that has multiple uh, picks in the late first round or maybe a late first round and an early second round pick, something like that, uh, and do it that way. So, all right, so we've got a handful of mock drafts here uh, in the immediate aftermath of the lottery. And, again, uh, the Spurs, they won the the number one overall pick. So, most likely, you know, (laughs) unless something just – (laughs) <laughs> that's the most sure of a thing as i've ever yeah. seen <laughs> unless they just completely lose their minds uh they're going to be taking women yama at number one uh, but we've got four different mock drafts i have pulled up and on all four they have the math selecting a different player so yeah uh we're going to run through these really quick this is uh kevin o'connor uh, for the ringer so he's got Wimbenyama one, Brandon Miller two to the Hornets, Scoot Henderson three to the Trailblazers. Uh, I guess, is it Amon or Amon? I guess it's Amon Thompson, number four to the Rockets. Cam Whitmore five to the Pistons. And I'm so sorry, Pistons fans. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you had you were in that 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 number one slot, even though the top three have the same odds, and and you slipped down to five. So that was not good for them. Um, uh, the other Thompson twin at number six to the Orlando Magic, Taylor Hendricks, who I really like. Uh, yeah from UCF going number seven to the Pacers. I would love it if he slipped to 10, but I don't see it happening. Um, Anthony Black, number eight to the Washington Wizards. Kaysen Wallace uh, from Kentucky, number nine to the Utah Jazz. And then he has uh, Jarris Walker from Houston going to the Mavs at number 10. I love Jarris Walker. Yeah. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on him, but you know he was another player that I talked about with uh, uh, with Richard Stamen on on Friday. To me, like yeah, he's six seven, but he's got a seven foot two wingspan, mm-hmm. and you know he's not he's not a knockdown three point shooter, but he shot you know almost thirty five percent, so it's not terrible. He's got a nice jumper, uh, in my opinion. He plays great defense. He can block shots. I mean, to me, it feels like Jairus Walker could be the, you know, the modern-day Draymond or the next iteration of Draymond Green in the league. So maybe minus the the punching people in practices and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but what what's your thoughts on, on Jairus Walker in this first mock draft? You know, we saw a lot of him in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. Um, he's very athletic, very powerfully built very long he can defend at an nba level right now and he can guard multiple positions i would say he could probably guard the three through the five which is very valuable in today's league given that it's all pick and roll driven because you have to be able to switch off the pick and roll and that is all teams do now so you know i think he's got those bases covered what i worry about with him is where do we put him do we put him at the three do we put him at the four? Because at the three, I just don't think that he shoots the ball well enough, and I don't think he has the offensive tools yet to be a true three in the NBA. At the four, of course, you're giving up a lot of size. Now, in today's small ball league, like you said, with the Draymond Green comparison, we could make it work. Um, but again, well, I he's, just, uh, he's also ahead. just really stout, too. You know, yeah. he's 240, and yes. he just looks like he has an NBA-ready body. So – He's 19, but, I mean, I, I think he could, you know, really give guys some trouble already. Oh, yeah. No, defensively and physically, he's ready. Um, I just worry about his offensive game right now. But, I mean, if we're talking about drafting people, I think that he would be a good prospect. But, again, I think the better prospect would be to trade back and get more for this top 10 pick. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, again, this is one of the deeper drafts we've seen in a long time. And the Mavs, if this was just like a, you know, make the right pick and you're set for the next handful of years, that would be one thing. But that's not a luxury the Mavs have right now. They have multiple holes that they're trying to fill in one offseason. And it's going to be really hard to do that, uh, mm-hmm. given the resources that they have. But you know, again, it could have been worse. They could have given the pick to the Knicks. And then they still, if they had given the pick to the Knicks, they could have still traded the 2025 and 2027 uh, picks. But, you know, those drafts might not be as deep as what this one is. So I think oh, that yeah. number 10, 
Yeah, yeah. I think that number 10 pick this year holds more weight than if you were having to trade those other two picks together. Oh, I agree. <laughs> so so I agree. let's move on to this. Uh, the next mock draft is uh, Yahoo Sports, and everything stayed pretty much the same in the top nine, except they had uh, Jarris Walker going uh, sixth. But, you know, every all the other prospects stayed the same in that top nine. And this one, they have the Mavs taking uh, Grady Dick from Kansas. You know, 6'8", uh, 205, uh, you know, good player. So, let's see. Uh, it says the Mavericks keep their pick after, after they tank the remainder of the season and could add a shooter with size like Grady Dick on the perimeter. Kansas guard raised some eyebrows Monday afternoon at the NBA draft combine when he elected to participate in every activity, including shooting drills and three-on-three competition. Typically, players projected within the lottery skip any sort of competition to avoid exposure or injury. Dick shot 64% and finished with the fourth-best score in the three-point star drill and shot (laughs) 76.7%. (laughs) <laughs> and was six out of all players uh, when shooting off the dribble. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. I I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I haven't kept up much with uh, with Grady Dick. Now, I have seen him in mock drafts for the Mavs. Uh, you know, throughout this process before we found out the lottery order, but you know, I. I mean, I can see it. The main thing is size. Like, he's 6'8". You know, I don't know. uh, What's his defensive ability? Because I I have a hunch that it's, you know, he's not great on the defensive end. But uh, am I right about that? (laughs) Better than you'd think, but still concerning. Um, Now, I will say this about him. The guy can absolutely fill it up. He is, he's got an NBA level offensive game and he can absolutely fill it up from three, which, you know, checks a box that the Mavs really need. Um, You know, it's really funny because I think we talked about this not too long ago. The two main needs that the Mavericks need to address are a, they need long wings who can shoot the ball and defend. We have to keep that in mind. And also they need a rim running slash glass eating post that Luca can throw lobs to. Dick semi, um, he semi addresses one of those needs. But again, I do worry about him defensively. And, you know, after talking about Grady Dick here, I think it's a perfect opportunity to take a break for uh, for our sponsored ad here. Uh, so hold on just a second. We'll be right back. I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news, y'all. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. And you can do just that right now by going to manscaped.com and using code MAVSTEPBACK for 20% off and free shipping. I have my own personal beard hedger and I love it. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting links. 
all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. To make things even better, the beard hedger is waterproof. So you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. So guys, if you want to try out this convenient beard grooming experience, again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAVSTEPBACK at manscaped.com right now. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code MAVSTEPBACK. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so the SB Nation uh, mock draft has Anthony Black from Arkansas going to the Mavs at number 10. So I I don't know anything about Anthony Black, so I'm going to reserve my my comments on this, but what what's some what's some stuff you can tell us about Anthony Black that would, you know, make him an intriguing prospect for the Mavs to take at 10? Well, Again, you know, we said the need is long, athletic wings who can shoot and play defense. Well, he's got half of that. He's long. He's athletic. He's a great defender, great on the glass. But he's a little bit shoddy as far as uh, a jump shooter is concerned. And honestly, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm keeping this top 10 pick and I'm actually going to use it, I would rather draft someone who is going to help me out offensively 
rather than defensively. Because as we have always said in this league, defense is great, but it's a it's a league based on scoring. I mean, you have teams putting yeah. up 130 points a game. We need help uh, as far as that's concerned. So, you know, I think that out of everyone that we have mentioned today, I think that Grady Dick is probably the better choice. But Anthony Black brings some defensive tools to the table um, that would help. Again, I just worry about his offensive game. And I just uh, – I, I hate to backtrack, but, but going back to, to Grady Dick, I think the biggest thing is, you know, how many times have we watched the Mavs and we just think to ourselves, man, what if Luca had more guys around him who could hit wide open shots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like actual knockdown three-point shot. Not, I mean, with all due respect to guys like Reggie Bullock, what if there was a guy that was consistent, you know, year-round shooting threes, catch-and-shoot threes from, from passes from Luca? instead of, you know, being non-existent for the first three months of the season and then trying to get it going late, but then sometimes it's just too late uh, to really help. So that's my biggest thing. You know, a guy that shot over 40% from three in college, that really intrigues me. And, again, the size, 6'8", over 200 pounds, you really got something to work with there. So that's intriguing to me. Uh, You know, over five rebounds a game, I like that. Uh, the playmaking, almost two assists a game. I don't know how his playmaking is, but, you know, I, if that's something that they can work on and, and get him, you know, comfortable, uh, you know, handling the ball, driving to the basket, working in the pick and roll, then you really got something there. But uh, my top choice, if they kept the 10th pick, would probably be Jarris Walker because I feel like he can guard at his – like he's smaller, but at his size I feel like he can – he could guard one through five if needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be less effective with the bigger fives, but you know, at two forty and his wingspan seven two, I, I love that. I think he could, like I said earlier, I think he could be your, you know, the NBA's next iteration of uh, Draymond Green. So he would be my top choice. Uh, Grady Dick wouldn't be too far behind. Uh, Anthony Black. I'm not opposed to it, but again, I just I just haven't put, you know, a lot of homework. I haven't done a lot of homework on him yet. So, well, uh, but after after you talked about him for a little bit, you know, I, I am gonna I am gonna go back and do that. Um, the last mock draft that we're gonna look at before I offer up uh, one uh, trade back scenario. And look, this will guys this this is gonna be the like the first of a million trade thing you know trade scenarios that i offer up throughout the summer now that we actually know where the mavs are in the draft so uh but we're just going to give you one today but before we do that i'm going to go to let's see that was the sb nation one the last one was from the athletic and this is the one i was telling you about last night dj and i I think i said cbs but i was wrong it's the athletic um they have Derek lively going uh, to the Mavs at tenth, nineteen years old, seven foot one. Uh, you know the they had a scout come on there and said Lively struggled to start the season, but by the end of it, there was not a more impactful defender in college basketball. He's an elite rim protector who averaged two point five blocks per game this season in twenty minutes. 
He defends ball screens well and can do so in a variety of different schemes. He can hard hedge and recover. He can drop, and he can play at the level. He's mobile, and he runs the court very well. Offensively, he's extremely limited right now, but Lively has immense tools with a 7-foot-7 wingspan that portends potential to not just be a good defender, but a great one. So, and again, that goes right along with what we've been saying for months about him, (laughs) about him being, you know, the next Tyson Chandler for the Mavs. I mean, that just reading all of that just screams Tyson Chandler to me, DJ. What, 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 go ahead and give some more thoughts on lively here. (laughs) His offensive game gets a bad rap, but I'm telling you guys go back and look at some of his high school stuff. He never truly got comfortable in college. You never actually saw what he was able to do. If you go back and look at some of his high school stuff and his AAU stuff, which I know it's a completely different world, but if you go back and look and see what he is actually capable of, the guy was skilled. And I think that with some time in the league, you will see that skill surface. He is a much better offensive player than people give him credit for. I think he will be, at least. Again, though, I like the idea of trading back to get him. Because all these other mock drafts, I mean, some don't even have him in the top 25. So why not trade the top 10 pick, get potentially multiple picks, and pick up Lively on the back end? We still get that value, and we still get someone else too. And like I guess said, we're trying to fill fill gaps here. I think that's right. A and I guess the question is, you know, how far do you trade back to get him? Because I understand that it's a risk taking him in the lottery, but I don't, I don't really see him falling past, you know, pick twenty. You know, I, I know some people have projected him to be, uh, you know, an early second round pick, and that was, you know, months ago. But I feel like because of the the measurements, because of, you know, his his finish to the year versus how he started it, I feel like he's going to end up going in, in that mid to late first round mm-hmm. uh, range. So, I mean, one thing I've I've looked at, and I wonder if the Mavs would consider it, you know, because uh, you could add uh, another key young piece while also, you know, adding uh, Derek Lively. But I'm just looking at the draft order here. Let me pull this up so so our our YouTube people can see it. Hold on. Okay, so this is this is the the draft order, and so Mavs at tenth, and you start looking at these teams behind them, and the Warriors. They they really. Uh, intrigued me here because we had the report coming out that you know Jonathan Kaminga might want out of Golden State because he just doesn't have consistent playing time and he's a really good young player Um, and you know basically with the Warriors cap situation in my opinion it feels like it's a Draymond Green or Jonathan Kaminga situation I don't know if they can keep both of them and Steve Kerr came out the other day and said, if we don't keep Draymond green, then we're no longer a championship contender. Cause he, he said, that's how much Draymond impacts winning. So right. one of, one of my very early and you know, this is subject to change, but one of my very early Mavs trade back scenarios I have is trading number 10 
uh, and some kind of filler, you know, maybe JaVale McGee uh, or, or Reggie Bullock to Golden State and number 19 and Jonathan Kaminga. So I love it. I don't know if they would buy it because Kaminga actually has a lot of value. Kaminga, was he not a lottery pick? He was. He was the seventh pick uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. They would have to – Golden State would have to really, really like whoever is sitting there at 10th uh, for for them to do something like that. Right. Or they would have to really, really like who you – whatever – whichever one of our players we place on the trade block. Right. I just don't think that Bullock is enticing enough. Um, and and you see uh, another scenario, and I was playing around with this last night, but uh, another, I guess, more realistic trade in that scenario would be like if you traded number 10 and Josh Green yeah. to to the Warriors for Kaminga in 19. But then, you know, in, in that scenario, I think that's more something that, that Golden State would entertain. Oh. But, I mean, what are you – I mean, are you really <laughs> – I guess the the question for the Mavs is in that particular situation, like, are you really gaining enough to warrant doing it? Or are you just kind of, you know, shuffling the deck a little bit? (laughs) No, the reality is green fills a need. Um, We really need to retain green if we can. Um, Because again, he's a long wing who's great on defense. And honestly, his offensive game is coming along quite nicely. Gosh. I don't want to say Hardy, but Hardy might be the way to go. That might be enough to raise the eyebrows over there. Right. Especially know. especially if you keep Kyrie Irving. You know, that yeah. that that helps a little bit. I mean, obviously, I'm one of the biggest, you know, Jaden Hardy fans ever after this last season. He he really made me a believer, but you know, if you have Kyrie Irving and there's only so many minutes going around at the guard positions anyway. You know why don't why not do it and get a, add more size with Kaminga and more potential and you retain Green and you end up trading back and getting Derek Lively. You know that that sounds like a winner to me. Exactly. <laughs> like you just you have to look at where your gaps are. And as much as I love Hardy, if you have to give up Hardy, you're not increasing your gaps, especially if you're bringing in someone like Kaminga. There, there's there's two – and I, I said I was going to throw out one, but obviously my, my brain, it gets – the wheels get turning and I can't just stop at one. But a couple more potential trade scenarios I could see is uh, – let me pull it back up here. The, the – let's see. The Miami Heat have the 18th pick in the draft. You know, in the past we have had – we have seen rumors of, you know, how the Miami Heat – could be interested in Tim Hardaway Jr. They could, you know, even though they're in the conference finals right now, you know, they could have really used some extra offense from him on some of these nights, uh, you know, where they're, you know, they have great defense, but their offense is kind of lacking at times unless Jimmy Butler and uh, Kyle Lowry are just going off. So I'm thinking with THJ being in so many trade rumors, like could you trade number 10 uh, and Tim Hardaway Jr. to Miami for number 18 and get something of value there. Um, 
I haven't looked at it yet. I don't know how attached Miami is to Bam Adebayo, Ooh. but you know, if if you could do something like that and get him, and even if you have to, you know, if you're Dallas, if you have to give up Maxi Kleba, who is north of 30 years old now, uh, in that deal as well, I think that's something you'd have to really entertain too. Um, that that would be that would be a you know a franchise altering move just based on the level of big men that the Mavs have had since Tyson Chandler, which, you know, has not been great. So <laughs> that, that that's one thing I'm looking at. Uh, another thing, and this will be the last thing we talk about before we head off here, DJ, would be, you know, trading the pick altogether uh, in a bigger package for more, more established players and not getting – a pick back because we're talking like superstar or close to superstar level players. So it, it's, it's, it's trade. And maybe that bam out of bio trade is one of those situations. Cause bam yeah. is really good. Yeah. He hasn't had, he's legit. Yeah. He hasn't had the greatest playoff run. You know, there's been, he's been kind of inconsistent in this run, even though Miami has as the eight seed made it to the conference finals, but uh, he's still, you know, the Mavs would be very lucky to have him. And I, I don't know if that's a situation where they'd be able to swap picks. But anyway, you know, I look at some situations around the league and uh, like Toronto, for example, they they fired Nick Nurse. So they don't have a coach. Uh, there's been rumbles that they're going to blow things up and completely restart. So I'm wondering if there's a way that the Mavs could get Pascal Siakam if they traded the number 10 pick and that, that 2027 pick that they have, uh, which is, you know, uh, Masai Ujiri, the GM for Toronto, you know, he likes taking some gambles every now and then. And if, if he's looking at how the free agency stuff is on the Mavs roster, you know, Luca could opt out of the last year of his contract, become a free agent in 2026. So, I mean, that if you, you could think of it like this. Okay, you have a top 10 pick in a really deep draft, plus you have the 2027 pick. And if Luca, for some reason, ends up leaving Dallas, then, you know, the Toronto Raptors end up having a really good pick, probably. So, I don't, I hope that doesn't happen. I think Luca uh, loves it in Dallas and will stay unless the Mavs just give him too many reasons not to. Mm-hmm. But, I could see that being a selling point to try and get a guy like Siakam, who is everything the Mavs need right now, yes. in my opinion, on you know on both ends of the floor. I think he would be a huge different. He'd be like a more enhanced version of what they had with Josh Howard back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really think that's that's something that they need to look into. I would love to see Pascal Siakam in a Mavs uniform. You know, come. Uh, early July or around the draft, whenever it is. So, and, uh, OG Ananobi, you know, if they can, (laughs) if they can work something out in that trade as a package deal, you know, to get him too, you know, maybe you include Josh green or Jaden Hardy, uh, in something like that. If you can get it to where you have, uh, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and then whoever whoever you find to put at center in that situation, I think that would be an outstanding offseason for the Mavs. So, oh, yeah. It'd be definitely heading in the right direction. And Siakam, I think, is underrated. Um, Very. What he brings to the table. That'd yeah, he, 
He, I mean, look, he has been, he has proven that he can still be an all NBA caliber player as the number one guy, even though the Raptors haven't won as much since Kawhi left. But he, he's already proven that he can win a championship as the second guy. So you put him on the Mavs and you have him and Kyrie competing as the second guy on that team. I think that just raises the the level of the team tremendously. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, guys, look, we're going to stop it there for this one. We're going to have so many different scenarios, you know, that, that play out throughout the rest of this summer. And I'm sure, you know, the rumor mill is going to pick up and there's going to be more mock drafts and scouting reports and stuff of that nature. So, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but, you know, at least we do have something to talk about uh, aside from, you know, mourning the loss of a pick. So, yeah, uh, good for the Mavs for keeping that pick, and it's going to make for a fun summer, I think, with all the possibilities that are there. So, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, give us a review on pod, uh, Apple Podcasts for a chance to – uh, win a Mav step back t-shirt we have several different designs for that and then in season every now and then we'll we'll do some ticket giveaways so leaving us a review there uh, throws your name into the hat for a chance to win that stuff so be sure to do that and uh, we will see you next time I'm gonna try and you know keep up with these playoff updates uh, the uh, almost said Golden State Warriors <laughs> it's still early in the morning, but uh, the Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets in game one of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Nikola Jokic had a 30-20-10 uh, triple-double. He's just been amazing, and they took a 1-0 lead over the Lakers, and then we have uh, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics tonight. We'll see if that eighth-seed magic from Jimmy Butler can continue. So. Guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.